In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you were here last night, and I see that some of you were, you heard the stories of the shepherds, of angels, a babe wrapped in swathing bands and laid in a manger. A very earthy story, a story that in many ways seems very familiar to us. There were people bustling about a city, hotel rooms were full, and you could almost hear the noise of the city in the retelling of the Christmas story from the Gospel of St. Luke. But today's story is different. With the prologue of the Gospel of St. John, there are no characters like Mary and Joseph, there's no shepherd, there's no angels. We don't even have the baby Jesus. But we do have one character. We have the Word. St. John points us back to the beginning, to the very creation of the cosmos. When we recall the accounts of Genesis, there is a familiar refrain that occurs in the first chapter. It is also the first action that brings forth creation. Then God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let birds fly. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image. God spoke, and all that we see and know came into existence. When we use vocabulary in conversation, we are said to speak. And what we speak are words. And sometimes those words create or alter situations. If I tell you that I will meet you tomorrow for lunch, I have created a situation where we expect something to happen at a certain time in a certain place. When two people stand here in front of the altar and make vows, promising to take each other as husband and wife, a new relationship and a new understanding of those two people is born from the vows that they have spoken. And so it is with God's word. He whom we know as God the Son, Jesus, is this word. When God spoke into creation, it was Jesus, God the Son, the word of God that created all things. It was he who was in the beginning with God. So Christ, who we celebrate in the Incarnation, this God-becoming man like us, is he through whom all things were made. It is he 
who gives us life. Something that is rather unique to the Gospel of John is the imagery of Jesus being the light of the world. Even here in the first chapter of John, we pick up that image of God the Son being light. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. Light is something we all need and desire and crave. We need light for a variety of things. We need light to see where we are going. If not, we bump into things, or we might fall down a set of stairs, or perhaps even a mine shaft. We need light as a beacon, something to guide us, like a ship looking for a harbor, or a street lamp to tell us where to turn on a dark country road. We need light to warm us, like a fire at a campground, or even the sun on an early spring day. Light is good for many things. It is useful for many things. It is necessary for many things, including life and growth. Something that has intrigued me for several years now is the way our liturgical calendar is arranged. You may have heard part of this in rumblings and newspapers and online blogs. But every time they talk about it, they are forgetting something crucial. The story goes like this. Over 1,500 years ago, when Christianity was still a fledgling minor religion in the Roman Empire, Christians took a holiday near the winter solstice that honored the Roman god Saturnalia, and they co-opted it for Christmas. Beginning in June of each year, the days become darker, especially at more northern latitudes, and there are fewer hours of daylight and more hours of darkness. Around December 25th, just a few days or so after the winter solstice, it begins to stay lighter longer. The sun rises a little earlier. And it sets a little earlier. In ancient pagan Rome, this was an agricultural festival that lasted about seven days, a few days prior to the solstice. And then, of course, the festival kicked into high gear when it was determined that the days were indeed getting longer. Now, this is the crucial thing that people tend to forget. Christians did indeed take over this festival, and I hope you can see why. Using this portion of the gospel of life and light coming into the world, and not just coming, but he who created them was coming himself. It was an easy way to mark this yearly remembrance of Christ's birth. In other words, the solar calendar itself became for Christians a marker and a reminder that Christ, the light of the world, was born into this world. 
a little while ago, we mentioned Genesis 1. And we recalled that God spoke. And the first thing created was light. John's Gospel is helping us realize that today we celebrate not just the birth of a baby, but we celebrate the beginning of the new creation. God the Son coming into this world. And part of that coming is symbolized by the light. This word who is becoming flesh is coming to restore the creation that he created. And it starts today, on Christmas Day. Sometimes we use light imagery to tell others how we feel. We might say, I've been through a rough and dark patch lately. Or, my mind is in a fog, as in it is obscure from lack of penetrating light. Or we might even say, everything has been sunshine and roses. And it goes without saying that this year of 2020 has been an odd year. People locked in their houses. Many of us have lost loved ones to a new virus we have never encountered. We have been inundated with bad news almost daily. And some people are continuing to experience tragedies either from economic circumstances or because they are wrapped up in work that is quite dangerous. We might be tempted to say that these are dark times. But part of what Christmas tells us is that darkness never overcomes the light. The power of the light of Christ scatters the darkness. That light brings life and healing and the restoration of us. But not only us, but the restoration of the world and the entire cosmos. God speaks into our darkness. Let this Christmas tide be for us a beginning of new creation of letting our own lights shine in the darkness. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth.